And we are back with another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan. I am joined by my lovely wife and lovelier co-host, Mia Agraviador. Mia, we have a movie that I am actually finally, especially by the standards of our (laughs) recent fair, excited to watch today. And that is the 1998 hit classic, Mulan. Was it actually released in 1998? I have no idea. I was just taking a shot. Uh, You could have told me that. I would have been like, yes. I think it was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean. I'm actually excited to watch this one, but I'm going to mostly cede the floor to you because I I have fond memories of it, but I think this might be your favorite of all of these, right? One of my favorites. Okay. They're all one of your favorites. That, that doesn't mean anything. As a child, I think growing up, this was my absolute favorite. This was on, like, repeat. Yeah. And VHS was just, like, like threadbare, basically, by that point. And I can understand, because I feel like almost all the songs in this movie are bangers. And obviously. the action scenes are cool. Yeah. And, like, and Mulan's cool. Yeah. Mulan's cool. There's a bunch of plot movement. There's grand stakes that feel like a real movie instead of like a Disney princess movie, I guess, if that makes sense. It's not just like an evil person wants to do evil things. There's like actual geopolitical content, conflict, and a a military industrial complex. Yeah, feminism. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. Fireworks. A dragon. Played by Eddie Murphy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and a Stevie Wonder song at the end. I mean, come on. There's a Stevie Wonder song at the end? Yes. True okay. to Your Heart, the best song ever. I do. Okay, I vaguely remember the song. I do not remember that being Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it was. Okay. Well, anyway, Mia, when did you, when do you remember first watching this movie? And was it like instant classic, instant favorite? You know, I think I watched this in theaters when it came out. My parents took me. Um, and after that, it was just like, I fell in love with Mulan. I wanted everything to do with her. I was her, I was Mulan for Halloween for about three years in a row. I wanted every single Mulan doll. I would always insist on eating food with chopsticks because that's what Mulan did. Um, apparently that was the only way my mom could eat, get me. I wasn't much of an eater growing up. So the only way she can get me to like eat like chicken noodle soup, which is like somewhat substantial, I guess. Um, was telling me that it was Chinese food because it's noodles. <laughs> I mean, sometimes as a parent, to, no, you, you sometimes got, you gotta lie to your kids. You gotta lie to your kids. Yeah, honestly, and I thought that was like that's the just shit. hilarious that you thought that chicken noodle soup was Chinese food. I was like six. You were an idiot. I know I was an idiot. Okay, I was eating my food. Um, yeah, my parent, my mom and dad got me a special like bowl that you get from like a Asian supermarket with like the design on it, got my own chopsticks, would like eat everything out of it, would watch that movie, would quote it all the time, wanted to be her. Um, I think this was like, Little Mermaid was like my first obsession and then Mulan took over and I was like, that bitch doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It's all about Mulan. Yeah, it was like Andy dropping the toy. It's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. And like Mulan's Buzz Lightyear. And I I don't know what it is to this day. I don't know what made me so obsessed with her. I think maybe because like, you know, she was such a strong female role model to me, I think. And, you know, her like, like being, wanting to like protect her family and stuff. I think I saw that as like very like, admirable and i think also because she was pretty funny and like she was smart and um you know went against the grain a lot of the times and didn't listen to anyone and wanted to just you know stay true to herself and i think 
that really like resonated with me i guess and also that she's like a badass bitch who like goes into war and like fights not like this movie that like i was like watching and i was like cool i'm gonna sign up for the army when i turn 18 but you know i i think that's what it was i never really real i never really figured out why i liked her so much but yeah yeah no i mean i i think i sort of know both of our answers to this but do you think it's gonna hold up yeah, I mean, I think so, too. I think this movie is just a classic. And are there some maybe problematic parts? Yeah, but, like, like that's every movie. But I think I think Disney did a really good job showing the culture and, like, the ways of things. And I think it's a solid movie. It's got Ming-Na Wen, who's, like, a Disney goddess, basically. Because she's in Marvel, Star Wars, and she's a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, in that case, we will be back to make a man out of you. Welcome back. We just watched Mulan, and before we get into everything, Harrison is going to do the 60-second summary. He was literally told, I think, about 30 seconds before we went on here, so are you ready? Yeah, I mean, as ready as I'm going to be. Okay, and I have my timer out already, so we are all prepared already. Okay, so we meet a girl. Her name is Mulan, and she's going to this matchmaker person to get paired up with a match to find a husband. Uh, but she kind of messes it all up, spills tea all over the place, sets her on fire. Uh, and then the basically you see the Huns. They're invading China, and her dad, who has a, like kind of like a peg leg or like his legs messed up, he is like training, but he clearly can't do it. And Mulan sees this, and she's like, I don't want to send my dad to just die. So she puts on her dad's military uniform, goes and joins the military, uh, uh, ends up go going through training, doesn't think she can do it, makes it through with the help of her dragon Mushu and her lucky cricket, uh, takes down the entire Hun army with a well-placed firework rocket, and then ends up saving the Emperor use it by uh, dressing up in women's clothing with her cool military friends, and then she finds a husband with her, uh, with her commanding officer, which would seem to be a conflict of interest, but I guess it all works out, and they get married the end. Okay, so they did not get married... At the end of the movie? Well, it's implied. It's not implied. It's implied they're going to have a happily ever after. She she says, she asks him to stay for dinner, which we all know, you know, if you take it back to the beginning of the movie, you know, she was going to, she was going to get the crock pot out. She was going to cook him up like a killer meal. And then he was going to want to stay forever and they weren't going to have to get match made. Um, I mean, uh, I think, sure. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I forgot that they did not get married. Okay. I just, uh, I but just, hey, you made it. They in, did have a happily ever after. You made it in fifty-seven seconds, but yeah. you did forget that she does get found out. Oh yeah, that's right. There's the whole yeah. That, sorry, there's the whole plot line where you know after she takes down the Hun army, she gets stabbed during the fight, and Someone so you know the doctor in you know all of their medical brilliance, they're like you know hey uh, you know uh, sir, we have determined that she is a woman. Uh, when we were treating her, stabbed through the shoulder. Wound. Yeah, she has no. She got stabbed in the the stomach. Oh, in the stomach. Okay, yeah. So then they had to probably take off her yeah armor, and, they and then they're like that out pretty quick. They're yeah. probably like ah boobs. <laughs> yes i'm sure that was the exact response um okay so i am very biased <laughs> and i absolutely love this movie i have full nostalgia goggles on so anything you say is problematic i am going to fight you on it <laughs> <laughs> but to be in on honesty on all honesty though this movie was really good i think this has been the best one we've seen 
so far. I agree 100%. I actually, uh, one of my first notes in the thing as I'm going through is Mia is damn near quoting this movie word for word. And so I kind of had a feeling that you were going to end up appreciating it by the end. But oh man, I, I almost cried at, you know, like when at did that you cry? Ending. Oh, like you I know, was crying when like her dad just tells her that the only thing that he ever needed her to be was his daughter and but you're crying again now you literally <laughs> did cry as we were it's just like it's you know, so heartfelt though yeah it's like he's so proud of his daughter and she's like trying to tell him like hey i did this for you i'm really sorry here are some gifts and he's like i don't care about the gifts i'm glad yeah, that she brought home. him back the the sword of the villain yeah. and like a medal from the emperor like really good and collectibles yeah like pretty you know pretty good gifts could probably you're... sell that on ebay but yeah, he doesn't well, care maybe that's what they do since he says he doesn't care ah, so okay. yeah, um yeah. You know, and then they end up, you know, making their way up the... Like, no, and then he's also apologetic because he was kind of acting like a dick to her yeah. beforehand. But yeah, just the part where he was just like... I mean, in fairness, she did burn down an entire matchmaker building. No, no, it wasn't day. even that. He was like, he was mad that she embarrassed him in front of like the army. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, also, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be embarrassed in front of my, you know, in front of my cool army friends. My cool army friends. Yeah. You do have to ask the question, though, if, you know, her dad, he, he walks up and he volunteers to, like, join the military. And I get that she cares about him. But was it a little ableist for her to, like, say, my dad can't do this? I mean, I don't know. She called him out and said he basically can't walk in front of the whole village. Well, because he was so into his pride that he was like, I am a war hero and I'm going to do what it takes to take care of my country. And she's like, no, I still want a dad. So you need to sit your ass down. So she's basically saying that he sucks at fighting despite being a veteran. I don't know. I have more respect for our veterans than that, than oh Mulan does. God. I feel like it's a little problematic. Oh my God. Are you serious? He's fought and he served his country. I think that yeah, she needed to show him a little a break. bit more respect. Okay. Maybe she shouldn't have done it in front of everyone. Yeah. I feel like you take him aside afterwards you're and like, like, dad, dad, you're not listen. really going to go though, yeah, right? You just, like, you're just playing. I like, just I just saw you practicing with the sword and you fell yeah. down and almost stabbed yourself with yeah, it. Yeah. You like, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just playing. I just, I think there's a way to go about it. I understand why he was mad. It yeah. It was pretty rude. It was. Especially because there was a whole song about how she's not supposed to talk to men. Yeah, so that whole... She, she just skipped the whole musical number. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so let's... That was keep... a joke. I'm just, just to be clear. I didn't get it. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I was already thinking about what to talk about oh, next. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, so the beginning, she goes to this matchmaker. And I think that whole sequence is really interesting because it's, like, basically showing all the things that she doesn't want to be. But she's doing it because she wants to make her family proud and she's not putting herself first well and because i think like she just you know in, in their society at the time she just couldn't envision another role for herself like yeah that's, that's she's what like you did this, is, this fucking yeah. sucks but i'm gonna make the best of it like, and... yeah i mean i do this for my family because it's my only option yeah so that i feel like that's kind of like foreshadowing why she goes to the army because she, she just really loves her family mm -hmm. and also her grandma is so funny yeah. I love her grandma so much. <laughs> what what specifically do you like about her grandma? Uh, that she's just like, she doesn't care. She's just kind of like, oh, Mulan, you know, you didn't get a matchmaker. It's fine. And she just like blurts out weird stuff. Like she has that lucky cricket. She's like, I'm just going to test out this cricket. And she just like walks across this, a busy street. Yeah. And everything is just like crashing around her. And she miraculously doesn't get hit. And then she just turns around. She's like, yeah, it's lucky. <laughs> or the part where... Mulan at the end she's like do you want to stay for dinner and then you hear her grandma scream from the background do you want to stay forever yeah and she asked it she's like she's like 
that she's like, maybe I should join the military. <laughs> yes. when he's... She's just this old horny woman. Yeah, that... She's the best. Um, this is actually only Disney's second princess that has both her parents alive. Oh, wow. Good good for her. She beat the odds. <laughs> I know. Because uh, Sleeping Beauty still has well, her parents. I mean, also through... I mean, I think you have to ask the question then, you know, this could have been a story of her losing one of her parents and she chose to take agency in that story and prevent that. So are the other princesses bad children for not stopping their parents from being killed? No, that's I'm just saying that's Mulan, fucked up. Mulan took How that dare on herself you? and she she How prevented this you? from being a tragic story through sheer force of will, physical ability, you know, skill, smarts. She's certainly the most, I, I'm, I'm being half facetious, but like in, in seriousness, she certainly is by far the smartest, most skilled, most empowered princess that we have encountered so far. Wow, shots to pretty much everyone. I mean, yeah, literally, yeah. What do you like about her? I, I mean, I just liked that she was independent and she had kind of her own goals for what she wanted to do. She taught herself to fight. You know, she was not willing to kind of take she was not willing to have doors slammed in her face. She was a real go-getter, you know? <laughs> was she going to put that on her resume? A real go-getter. Yeah. Plays well with others. They're, they're, they ask her in a job interview, like, uh, what's your biggest flaw? And she's like, well, I might care about my family too much. They're like, oh. To the point where sometimes I endanger myself because of how much I want to take care of them. And this family is the company I'm working for now. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, you're fucking hired. <laughs> She's like, I, I love my family so much. I was willing to risk death for them. <laughs> what what I like about Mulan is that she she has confidence, but it's not like, she's not overconfident. You know what I mean? Like, especially when she was first starting out in the army, she wasn't sure how to like act like a guy. And she was a little scared. So she has a little bit of humility in her. And also, I think she's she's pretty funny. She's, yeah, not, she's no. not the main source of humor. Yeah, but she's like... not the main source of humor in the movie, but she, like, her, her character has moments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of, of humor and stuff like that. And... Yeah, or, like, the part where <laughs> she's trying to take a bath and she's like, just because I look like a man, I don't have to smell like one because she just really wants to get clean. And yeah. I totally get that. And then all her friends are coming in and she's, like, super, like, like weirded out. She doesn't want to get her secret out. And then she leaves the little pool or pond. I don't even know where they're... And she's like, I never want to see a naked man ever again. And then a bunch of naked men run past her. Yeah. A lot of nudity in this movie. I mean, covered nudity. To yeah. To be clear, if you're thinking of showing your kids, they won't actually see anything. It's, <laughs> I it's, think people know this is a rated it's, G movie. It's it's classy nudity. Yeah. Um. So what did you think about... Is there anything in the beginning that you wanted to talk about from the beginning? No. I, I mean, I, I think as as far as, you know, so we're talking about stuff that we liked about the movie. You know, obviously her character was, I think, a real strong suit, you know, of it, which is good for a movie literally called Mulan. Like, it's named after her, you know. she It should it, be about her. <laughs> all, well, no, not just that, but, like, always a plus when the character the movie's named after is a likable one and, you know, <laughs> like, pretty easy to root for and, you know, easy to get behind. You know, I, I, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like main character's should be someone that you can root for because you didn't want to root for any of the other princesses that we watched i mean not as much as you were, her. you were praying for bell's uh downfall yeah you were like I, I was hope... waking up at 4 30 a.m to to, <laughs> to, 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 send, on... to to send text messages to bell be like haha the beast is gonna get you today <laughs> <laughs> um one thing i want to talk about is uh that really really awesome sequence where 
she I know this is totally random, but this awesome sequence that she when she's realizing like what she needs to do to save her family and it's just like this really cool like tech not techno it was more like electronic music mm-hmm. it just it's one of those scenes that like didn't have to go hard but it did for us and we appreciate that and when she like cuts her hair and she's like saying goodbye to her parents i don't know that that part of the movie always stuck with me and i don't know why got a little emotional watching it but i think it's just such a cool like montage of Instead of her like talking about, hey, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do this. She just goes ahead and does it. This movie has a lot of cool montages. It's very well directed, like yeah. well, not well shot, but well, uh, well rotoscoped. Um, no, you know, stop. just to do a call back to our last episode. Uh, it, it, you know, it has a lot of cool training montages that are all different. You know, there's the one that you're talking about when she's getting ready to go off to war with her parent or to, you know, avoid her dad having to go. There's the one when they're in training with make a man out of you. Oh, so uh, good. You know, like still a great song. There's the one where they're heading off towards to go provide backup for, uh, what was the, what was her uh, boyfriend's name? Lee uh, Shang is his dad, right? His yeah, dad they're going his... to go back up his dad at the village yeah. uh, against the Huns. And, you know, they're, uh, like, I thought that kind of, the marching montage was Well, they were cool talking and... about, like, they want a girl to fight for. Yeah, and then, like, to go straight from that into, like, I want to find a girl worth fighting for. And then they show up and the village is just destroyed. Oh, just that, the biggest. Flames everywhere, just, like. The biggest, just, like, turnaround ever. Yeah. You're like, oh, this song's mo- so fun. And it's, then it's like, oh, fuck. It's, like, fun, silly. <laughs> song and then the movie just literally slaps you in the face yeah and then the rest of the movie is just completely serious yeah it's insane because it's about war it and is disney it sort Dis- of like actually disney's like dude gravitas and seriousness to it I'm, war I'm, fucking I'm, sucks <laughs> yeah i was kind of surprised normally in these kinds of like kids movies war is depicted as like this kind of necessary you know evil. like no not even that but it's like oh like these guys are they're fighting versus evil and they're winning and it's not that big of a deal no nothing no they scary. like literally like, this have just a loss literally shows that like an entire village was killed and burned to the ground mm-hmm. which is implied by you know you don't see any dead bodies or no, yes you like do because he's like Where's the where's the army? And they're like, oh, over that hill. And then you see over the hill, there's just a bunch of lying dead bodies of the soldiers. Oh, I, I okay, I I forgot that. Uh, I I just remember they show it subtly with you know the armor. They show it with the doll is still there with Ooh. no child near it. Yeah. Um, like there are ways to get it across, especially for like adults. Like you know what happened, and for kids, it's like implied enough. Um, and then you know. The montage when her and her army friends are getting ready to go invade the palace. You know, they're all, like, putting on the... Um, Girl dresses. Yeah, are, putting yeah. on, like, the dresses and the makeup and, like, you know, putting it on, like, it's armor. Yeah. In, in much the same way that she was kind of getting ready to go off to fight. Her, um, yeah, her friends were so cool. Yeah. I love her friends. Um, it's And a- she's, like, clearly, you know, in a lot of these movies, I feel like... Sometimes the main character gets by on luck or, you know, like they're just, they're better from the beginning or like impossibly strong or impossibly powerful. Like, yeah. no, she's just a person yeah. who is apparently has a natural gift for military strategy. Yeah, she just pulls anything out of her ass. She's like, oh, we're losing? Well, it better go blow up a mountain. Yeah, cause an avalanche and take out the entire invading army except for like six guys. Or like blow up a firework and throw it at this guy. Yeah. And just, you know, call it a day. Mm-hmm. She's just very quick thinking. And I think I appreciate that about her. So the the fighting scene with all the Huns uh, and going over the hill, I thought that was still so well done. And it still really makes a huge impact in the movie where you think it's like, oh, it's just, you know, maybe like 20. Like they're not outnumbered. And then you see the sheer amount of people 
that are coming down the hill and it's just like you're just like oh fuck what the hell you have the is the same reaction do? as the characters of like oh man we're all about to die yeah like this is insane like we are so outnumbered and i think that what that's what makes it more impactful when mulan does that huge like gesture not gesture but like that move where she like hits the mountain everyone doesn't no one knows what she's doing Right? She doesn't tell Mushu, anyone. who's on the rocket. She's just like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I'm going to need to do because I don't want anyone questioning me. Um, so what did you think about Mushu? Yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't really talked about him yet. And he's one of, I, I think, like probably the other strongest part of this movie is Eddie Murphy's performance as this tiny little animated dragon. Yeah, this was his first voice acting gig, basically. Oh. So you can, I can kind of see like maybe he so really liked it. this movie created Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have Mulan to thank for making the best movie out there. Shrek 1. <laughs> what? I think Shrek 2 is better personally, but... Yeah, Shrek 2 is better, but like... Shrek... We're not talking about Shrek. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I like his character. I like how, you know, it. he's supposed to be... He was going to be this like huge dragon and they made him like a tiny little lizard. Oh, was he originally supposed to be a huge dragon? Yeah, but they like I think they wanted to just have like a comedic relief just yeah. to make it smaller. But I like how he ex- uh, describes himself because Mulan's all like, my ancestors brought like a little lizard to me. Everybody keeps like, calling him a lizard and he yeah. corrects him every time. Yeah. It's like one of the funny recurring bits. But he's all like, uh, no, I'm a dragon. I'm just travel size for your convenience. Yeah, he's like, I don't do the little tongue thing. And he's like <laughs> sticking his little, the, like the... Yeah, no, I think he adds that. Did I not make that noise into the mic? Is that... No, it's fine. I think he adds a lot of the humor to, you know, the very serious situations. Like, I mean, he's on the rocket when she misses the Huns, and the entire way as he he's heads like, towards he the was mountain, right there. like Bugs Bunny on a rocket is like, he's like, he's right there. How did you miss? <laughs> or like, uh, it's after you know, they're going after they see like all the dead soldiers, and it's just a really sad moment. They're like walking away, and one of the rockets goes off in the little like uh, cart thing and you, they turn around and it's just like Mushu pointing to the cricket. Like he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's, you know, it, it's a nice reminder for us because I think we're a little younger than maybe some of our audience and, you know, some of Eddie Murphy's target audience that, you know, he was, re- he's made some really bad movies in like recent years and recent decades. He used to be really, really funny. He used and... to be funny. This is like, I, I feel like this is probably one of his first like, child-friendly movies because beforehand eddie murphy was not like a child-friendly kind of actor no yeah he was like adult comedy yeah, yeah. so maybe Saturday this Night is Live where he kind of, kind of thing. dipped his toe in and he's like okay i can be more universal for everyone but um yeah so speaking of mushu um the people uh so in china they showed this movie this, this is like a very like chinese movie it's very like with family values and stuff like that it's more eastern um Eastern way of thinking. Um, but the Chinese hated this movie. Oh. They did not like the Mushu character at all. Because they're like, this movie needs to be serious. Because, like, this is actually based on a poem. It's a... I, for some reason, I thought it was based on a real person. But, like, a lot of people have speculated that it could have been a real person. But a lot of scholars are saying that, no, I don't think it's a real person. Probably not. Yeah, it's just a folklore. Um, so it's based on a poem and like this poem's like really well known and loved in China. So when oh. they had saw that movie and they're like, you are making fun of our culture. Like you're not taking it seriously. This is more of a westernized version of Mulan. We don't really like it. 
Well, I mean, that explains why uh, Mushu's not in the live-action one, I don't think. I nope. mean, at, at the very least, he's not in any of the they trailers. They cut him out. Yeah, yeah. so they, there is a live-action movie that came out, I think, about a year ago. And that follows more on the traditional Chinese uh, poem. And they took a lot of elements out, like, there's no songs. There's no musical numbers. There's no Mushu. Mushu doesn't talk or anything. And then... Wait, I, he's not there or he doesn't talk? Oh, he's just not there. Okay. Um, yeah, it would be hard for him to talk if he's not there. And then they also took out the romance. Oh, okay. Because they wanted to focus more on Mulan and why she was doing the thing she was doing. So, I, I mean, I haven't seen it and I don't think you have either, but I feel like I wouldn't like it just because those elements are gone and those are like the best part of the movie, to be honest, for me. Does, does the poem mention that she has a dragon sidekick? No. Okay. Because so, I, I did have a question. Like, you know, just in universe, one of the questions that I had was like, why, so he's clearly trying to hide and, you know, like not kind of be discovered or whatever. And so like he, there's like an understanding that he's a mythical creature and that I guess like their entire existence is threatened by him being discovered. But also does no one else's ancestors care enough about them to send like a little dragon along or, you know, some kind of other, the giant stone dragon that Mushu accidentally kills at the beginning of the movie? Does he actually kill him or was there ever a dragon in the first place? I don't know. Maybe, is Mushu just a hallucination? Is Mulan... I mean, maybe. Yeah. Because no one else sees him. Yeah, well... Well, no, because he does bite someone's butt. So yeah, he so is he's real. real. Okay, okay, he's real. Um, but... What, does no one else's ancestors care about them? I guess I don't... not. Mulan's just special. She's doing a special job, and they're like, the ancestors are like, we better get our shit together because we need to protect her, basically. Well, not really. They didn't consider it a special job. They only sent Mushu because they're like, she's going to bring dishonor upon our whole family. No, they didn't send him in the first place. They didn't want to send him at all. He well, they was... wanted to send the giant stone dragon. Yeah, that's true. And they got Mushu instead. Yeah. She needed a little sidekick and pep talk and everything. Yeah, that's actually kind of weird. Why would she be the only one that would have, like, a guardian angel type? Disney didn't think that one through. Yeah, Disney Zero didn't. stars. No. <laughs> no. Brings the whole movie down for me. Um, What did you think about... I thought the villain was... Oh, yeah, the villain. We, yeah. yeah, we should... Uh, what was his name? I had it written down. Sean Yu. Yeah. Uh, was extremely intimidating. He was, he was, like, this big, burly dude, and he had, like, yellow cat eyes. Yeah. Was he suffering jaundice? We don't know, but... I think he was suffering from slightly racial interpretations. Maybe, but he was a pretty cool, like, villain. He just looked... He was ruthless. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, he has the... Sort of like the first time that you... The first time you see him is at the beginning of the movie. I glossed over this in my 60-second summary because I didn't want to get bogged down. But when they're climbing the Great Wall of China and uh, the soldier that he's about to kill is like, well, I set off the signal flares. Now all of China knows you're here. And he's like, good, let them come. Yeah, And he doesn't care. He he finds some soldiers like hiding in the bushes, scouts or whatever. And he's like, he asks one of his men, he's like, how many guys does it take to deliver a message? And they're like, just one. And, and they, they kill the other they one. They kill the other one. <laughs> and I was like, he goes so hard for a children's movie. <laughs> hey, and you, and, yeah, because I remember we were questioning, they're like, what the fuck does he want out of this? And it's just kind of a simple motivation. It's just, I want to rule China. Yeah. That's it. 
Well, so I don't remember exactly what he said that made me write this down, but at one point I wrote down, did Sean Yu have some points? I'm not sure. If Harrison! Wanna... He just killed an entire village! No, this was before that. This was when he was introduced and he was kind of outlining his motivations. I'm wondering if he had some sort of, like, anti-imperialist objective. And that's why you were like, you know, this guy has some points. <laughs> I mean, look, disagree with his methods all you want. He's got a cool pet hawk. Yeah. Super chill. He's like an Assassin's Creed character. He literally basically. is an Assassin's Creed character. Yeah. Well, and then at the end of the movie where, you know, I just, I have two notes where it just says, this is either the flimsiest castle ever or Sean Yu is the strongest man to ever exist. He just like, you yeah. know, for the whole movie, he's like sort of a normal soldier, clearly bulky, whatever. By the end of the movie, he's like kicking down barred doors by himself, bursting through ceilings and walls <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> as he's like hunting down Mulan. Like he turns into the juggernaut randomly yeah. in the middle of the movie. And I don't know, he was pretty cool. He was definitely like the coolest villain that we've dealt with so far, at least in terms of like pure intimidation factor yeah and he didn't have a song i think he's like one of the rare villains that don't have like a song what would his song be i'm gonna burn down this village yeah he, like sings a song i'm taking over china yeah um so what did you think about her friends the two the three of her friends that like they kind of start off on a bad start and then they end up liking each other and respecting each other and they honestly they were the only ones that like believed her when she was going into the city yeah. and she was like, hey, the Huns are still here. And they're like, okay, we'll help you. Well, because they start, so they start out the movie as her enemies because she basically causes a camp-wide fight by, you know, with Mushu's bad advice of you got to go and punch that guy so that they'll respect you. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, but they see kind of through her, you know, training and her dedication and like her tactics expert expertise and they, saving they, all they of their respect lives. Her. Yeah, they they earn they start to respect her more than their actual but commanding they, they, officer. They still think that she's a boy. Yeah. But, but even then, when, even even afterwards, they didn't want him to kill her, and yeah. they were freaking out. And then when she shows up again, they're the only ones that believe her and go along with her plan to, yeah. you know, sneak they, back into the castle. Yeah, they agree to dress up as concubines. I mean, that's what the, they literally call them concubines. Yeah, ugly concubines. Yes. <laughs> what what was that? I don't know why they had to do that, but it's fine. They snuck in. But um, yeah, it, I really like them. You got them in. It's like Assassin's Creed. If you put on the outfit, people just don't even question it. Yeah. They're like super goofy and they're kind of like the com comedic relief. But like you can tell that they really like respect Mulan. As a yeah. Poe just bringing everything back to food. Hey, every man. single time. We all have that friend. So. Grouchy short man. Grouchy short man. Which yeah. is funny because Grouchy short man, uh, Yao, is actually voiced by Harvey Feinstein, who has like a very raspy voice. And not, not, not okay. Weinstein. Okay. Um. And they approached him, Disney approached him like, can you, you want to voice this character? And he was like, he didn't feel comfortable voicing a Chinese character. And then he saw that pretty much everyone on this cast was of Asian descent. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that, but. I, I don't guess, either. It was on I am. No, I believe that he said it. I don't, you know. IMDB? Yeah. IMDB. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I liked her friends. They were cool. They were my favorite. They do have a bigger uh, role in the second movie because they all find love interests. Oh, I yeah. I, to be honest, I completely forgot that there was a second movie. The second one's I. It's not as good. Um, I think someone's doing a Eddie Eddie Murphy impersonation too. So oh, they couldn't get Eddie Murphy to come back. No, it was oh. like a direct to DVD. And oh, I don't think they okay. had the budget for that. Yeah, probably not. Um. So yeah, was there anything that like wasn't 
didn't hold up really that much. I think the one thing that didn't really hold up was that they called Mulan a cross-dresser. Yes, her ancestors did. I made a note of this. Yes. Yeah. So actually, that word um, almost got the movie to a PG rating. <laughs> wow. I... I don't know why, but it's like, okay. I mean, it was, what? It was the 90s. These were, it was a different time. It was a different time. Um, yeah, I think that was the only kind of, like, uncomfy part. Yeah, that was the only part where I, I was watching this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they probably wouldn't put that in the 2020 version. No, you know? I think they yeah. said, like, oh, your your ancestor wanted to go off and do a drag show, basically. Yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> There are a lot more jokes for adults in this movie than I remember. That was one of the other things, you know, when, at, the, at the beginning when Mushu, he tells her, he's like, I can see right through you. I can see right through your armor. And yeah, she, she, like, she covers her chest him. and slaps him. And like as a kid, I was like, you know, I didn't even think I also I also never funny. realized when I was a kid. And like, the how... faces she makes when, uh, when her, you know, f- three friends are doing the like naked climbing the rock and like proudly, like you see the, sh- it's like shot between his legs. Uh, his legs. And, like, looking down at them. And the two other guys are, like, whatever. And she's, like, cringing and, like, looking <laughs> away. Like, so, yeah, there is, uh, you know. Adult jokes. Yeah, there are adult jokes. And so I, I, I appreciated that. And, uh, you know, the other question that I had for you after watching this movie is, you know, when they took uh, when they took Sean Yu and fired him off of a firework to begin the nightly display, did you know? That I looked up in my research, and that, that is actually how they start the fireworks at Disneyland. Oh every fuck night. you! They like the worst performing employee of the day. <laughs> they strap them to a firework and just fire them up into the air. And no, that's no, how no, Walt no, wanted no. it. I'm no, saying it's non-traditional. No, 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 no. But I will give you a fun fact. This movie had a promotion at McDonald's, and that's where I the, do remember that. Sashwan sauce, and that's where when everyone loved it, and then they took it away, and then Rick and Morty brought it back, I guess, and people like wanted that sauce are rick and morty and the mulan cu yeah it's like all tied together yeah like rick sanchez actually goes back in in time and he helps Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i never had the stash one sauce so um i heard it's good it's pretty good yeah so um so overall this movie fucking rocks and there's nothing wrong with it except like maybe one line and uh well nothing wrong with it the weekend spot it sounds like chinese audiences felt a little differently but yeah i think I think that's what Disney tried to do to make a more culturally appropriate well, also, movie. Also, they wanted to film in China and they want that sweet Chinese money. So, you yeah, know, it's that they're too. like, it's we will, not just we will the, cater it, the it fuck. It was not just like out of like, oh, we want to be really respectful of culture and like, no, they no want that Disney money. does not. Disney just wants to do business in China. Yeah, I, so. I don't think I looked up if Mulan did well in China. I'm, I'm assuming it probably did. I don't know. You want to look it up? No, that's okay. <laughs> Let's not say I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we're doing this whole, like, series of free advertising for them. We don't have to pretend like it's a corporation with completely altruistic motives. Yeah. I mean, do I wish that it wasn't? Yes, but that's how the world is. Um, any last thoughts on this movie? I would definitely recommend this to any child of any boy or girl. I think this movie is amazing and, like, just awe-inspiring, and I love it. And I have my nostalgia glasses on real hard yeah i'm to be honest i have a pretty hard time imagining any of the other movies knocking this one off my top spot at the end of this yeah what do you rank your second what's your second i don't we i'd have to sit down and and do it i would say probably the little mermaid just because it's colorful and i like i like the um honestly it might be pocahontas harrison 
Uh, we'll probably have like a huge like ranking you list. No, I'm not. Well, no, I don't no, care. No, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to like sit down and actually like give some thought to okay. it because we'll I do feel like, like a I'm... fantasy team. How's that? Yeah, I thought that we were gonna do a power ranking at the end of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm telling you now. So get start start thinking about it now. No, I'm who's at your bottom? About it like five minutes before <laughs> the before we do the final episode. That's that's how I get my best work done. Alrighty. So um, our next movie is... power rankings can't be thought about too much. It's just you. It's your judgment of their power. Yeah. Anyway, so the next movie... I don't care what you say. <laughs> Our next movie is uh, going to be Princess and the Frog, which is actually... So Mulan has been the last movie that has any musical numbers in it until what? 2009. None of... Oh, until 2009. Okay. Which is you get Princess and the Frog. That's when they like actually go back to their roots. Oh, you. so you're saying it's not just the last princess movie until 2009. It's like, also the last musical. They just kind of stopped doing musicals for a while. Yeah. Interesting business decision. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. We have some special guests coming up. And um, yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. And then also you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And um yeah, so we'll see you next time and stay safe, everyone, and don't join your We'll honey. make a man out of you. Oh.